Well, hi again. Welcome to Words to Lead By. I'm Linda Parkhouse. It's been a long while since I brought content your way. I've spent months in a bit of a funk and without creative energy, and many of you have felt that same sense of being bogged down in the added pressure of the pandemic and the weight of change that has been daunting, can I say. I also felt personally as if my voice didn't need to be added to the deluge of voices we're hearing from. But today marks a shift for me. I'm going to press through and bring back the content you've enjoyed and add some interviews maybe with some of my favorite people along the way. If you have connection to someone you'd like me to interview, send me their details and maybe how you know them and make an introduction. Thank you in advance. As I talk about a Bible passage, I encourage you to pull out a paper Bible and read along, make some notes and take action. As you know by now, I firmly believe and have lived the principle that when we learn without doing, it does us no good. And when we learn and do what we have learned, our team and our staff are better. We live a generally better life. As a leader, it's imperative that you live whatever you invite your team or staff to do. If you speak it, do it. If you choose not to, you will be found out eventually. I've observed that the longer it takes to be found out, the greater the cost to you, your family, your business or ministry, and the people who follow you. Conversely, many will never know of your integrity until you've stepped off the planet into your heavenly home. But in the meantime, you live a peaceful and meaningful life for me. That is abundant life, like God offered in John 10.10. Today, though, I want to take a look at Psalm 19, starting in verse 7, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Here are four things I noticed in the chapter. First, what God has to say is good. The words the psalmist choose, chose are perfect, trustworthy, right, pure, true, desirable, sweet, and a warning. All of that sounds like something I'd like. Even warnings are good when they keep us from trouble and danger, right? Think railroad crossing warning signs and sirens. Second, 
When I read what God has to say in the Bible, the sins lurking under the surface in my heart get exposed to the light of God and His grace. I get the chance to surrender those to God and be healed, so I don't spew them out in actions and words that cause damage to the people I encounter. I'll also know about deliberate sins and have the power from God not to let them control me. Third, when I ponder them and make them the meditation of my heart through the day, I get to be pleasing to God. For me, that's huge. I am a pleaser in my brokenness. As God has healed me of needing to please people so much, I've learned I want to please him. Not so I avoid trouble and punishment, but because I love God and I want our relationship to be unhindered by my junk. Finally, what God says, if obeyed, brings a long list of rewards with it. They revive the soul, bring wisdom, bring joy to the heart, and give insight for living. Who doesn't need that? I sure do. In fact, God even says keeping them brings a great reward. The God who is generous beyond imagination is able to bring even more reward than what he listed. Through this pandemic, I found myself evaluating which of my faith habits are necessary and which are expendable and which need to be changed. My need for regular connection with God through reading the Bible, talking to him all day, and finding a small collection of people to be my tribe in faith have not changed. What has changed is my comfort in the large group events churches have on the weekends and other times. And being a former worship leader, I miss singing praise to God in a large group, but my life with God isn't profoundly different by not worshiping corporately. I do need to play worship music in my home from time to time and sing along. God gave me gifts and talents in music that I still want to use to add weight to his name. I can do that without others watching. I also long for in-person connection with a few people just to talk about what God is telling us and get encouragement for the week. So far, I've had to do that by Zoom, and we all know that isn't the best way to meet. I encourage you to look at the list of benefits there are if you obey God and ask him what one change you could make this week to start experiencing those rewards in your life. As always, if this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would leave a review in iTunes or on YouTube or wherever you access the content and share it with your friends. New episodes will come out periodically and any bonus content will be mentioned on my social media accounts. Just look for Linda Parkhouse LLC. I'll catch you next time on Words to Lead By.